want to share my screen tonight just for a few minutes for those who may not have the Bible in front of them. I want, I, I want to look at miracles in motion, miracles in motion. And my country sale said, add the subtitle, and they're coming my way. And they're coming my way. I want to talk tonight for the next 15, 20 minutes, miracles in motion. And by the way, they're coming my way. I, I love that miracles in motions, but uh, I need them to come my way. <laughs> I love that miracles are manifesting. But Lord, just a little something for the preacher on this side of town. Thank God that God is a miracle working God. And I so celebrate the successes of my brothers and sisters. But Lord, can you do anything for my wife and not our three children? Second Kings chapter four, Bible says there was a certain woman, a certain woman. Anytime that the word certain, there's something very important that God wants to emphasize. She wasn't just a woman, but she had some things going on in her life. So there was a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet. And she cried out to Elijah saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah, the man of God, okay? The man of God, the prophet of God, Elijah, the man of God asked two questions. Number one, what shall I do for you? Tell me what, number two, do you have in the house? And her response was simply this. Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Uh, miracles, my brothers and sisters, are in motion. And I do believe they're coming our way. I believe they're coming to the way of the city church. Why? Because I've learned through some of the hardest moments and seasons of my own life, you don't walk by what you see, but you walk by faith. You don't walk by what you're hearing and the critic and the silence of so many others. You walk by the word of God. You don't walk by what you're not hearing. We need to hear an answer. We need direction. We need this. We need that. And God, it seems like heaven is shut up and no one's speaking from heaven. But you got to learn how to walk by faith. And so tonight, my brothers and sisters, you have to individually choose to participate in miracles coming your way. I don't have any doubt in my mind that God is a miracle working God. But I believe there is something in your court you'll have to do to claim, to grab, to receive the miracle of God. In 2 Kings chapter 4, here are three real quick observations. And again, I won't be long. I've been trained by the best to teach this sermonette in a very time-sensitive moment. Three questions, three observations. Number one, uh, there was a certain woman. Why was she a certain woman? What do we know about this certain woman? Number one, she was a wife of a mighty man of God. We don't know her name. We don't know the husband's name. But we do know that there were companies of prophets. They could have been 50, 70, 100, 200, 300. But these companies of prophets typically were led by the tulias of a senior prophet. In this case, Bible clearly says that uh, she was his, that the man was under the prophet Elisha, the prophet Elisha. Now remember, now Elijah did seventeen. Excuse me, did seven major mighty miracles in his lifetime. Elisha, the Bible reminds us, did double of that. Why? Because he had a double anointing on his life. If the one thing that Elijah, you all know the story, I don't, I don't have to repeat that story to you, but the one thing that Elisha asked before the man of God, Elijah, was caught up to heaven was, I just want something that the mantle of God's man on my life. And God said, if you can see the man before he's taken up, I'll give you something special. What did he get? He got double the portion of the anointing. He got double the glory of God on his life, right? And so tonight, we see this manifesting in the life of Elijah. So he's a mighty man of God. He's a powerful man of God. And he had many, many sons. And one of these sons 
with the servant of this woman who is now dead. So why is she a certain woman? Well, number one, she's the mother of two sons. Could have had some daughters, we don't know. Because obviously at that time, they really recognized the male part of the family. Uh, uh, she was a recent widow and she cried out to the Lord. There are men and women in this pandemic. They're now recent widows. There are those who have sons and, and, and daughters that are depending on them. And there, there is a generation of people crying out to uh, the Lord. Uh, again, we know that the husband was a believing man of God, uh, but there's a problem. He may have been a great church man, but he may not have been the best insurance carrying man. He may have been a wonderful prophet, son of a prophet, learning prophet, protege of a prophet, but somewhere or another down the line, he didn't leave his family in order because now the creditors, the Bible says, are coming to take away the children. And that's really nothing new in our day and time. We have some of the most gifted men of God, gifted women of God. We give all of our lives to the church, all of our lives to the kingdom, all of our lives to everything but our wives and our children. So this man has died and he's left no insurance policy. This man has died and he's left no instruction. The man has died and there is no inheritance. And this is why we've always encouraged men at the city church and those of you on the call tonight, we've said this 20, 22, 26 years, leave your wife some money, all right? Don't make the woman mourn more unnecessarily that she's going to have to mourn you being gone because that's going to be that's going to send a very strange signal during the funeral. Okay, hmm. is she crying because the man is gone, or is she crying because she got not go back to Walmart and work uh, forty hours, fifty hours a week? Is she crying? You are right, Pastor. Uh, I'm preaching. Okay, my wife said you're preaching. Uh, is she really crying because she's sad that her hubby, her boo, her baby gone, or the fact of the matter is she don't know how she's going to pay the bill, get the house going? So listen. Brother, do the noble thing, do the integrous thing, do the honorable thing. Get you a life term and policy. Get you, I ain't leaving no money. I can hear you talking about it, Elder. I ain't leaving no money for somebody else. Listen, let me tell you one thing right now. If you do that woman good, can't no man fill your shoes. If you leave, treat that woman well, I don't care, Mandingo, I don't care what tribe, I don't care what nation, can't nobody. Do you like, I mean, that man can do you. So anyway, so 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 the point was, this man was a great guy, right? But he, he, he leaves her nothing. And so she's in a very challenging position, okay? Last thing, the creditors, not only are they calling, but the creditors are coming. Not only are the creditors calling, but the creditors are coming. We've got some problems in this narrative. We've got problems in this narrative. So two things happened tonight. Number one, the man of God, Elijah asked, what, number one, do you want me to do? You know what he was saying? What is it that you really want God to do? Pastor Stevens, why do you say that? Well, prophets in those days are a little different than the prophets of our day. There's a whole bunch of prophets repenting to their church tonight in this season because they prophesied that Donald Trump would win the election. They told, and they were arrogant and bold enough to go on record for the world to see. I, I probably wouldn't have done that, right? Uh, I, I have faith. I don't know if I had that much faith to say, put it out there on the media to see. I'm going to show everybody. Well, well, you know, that didn't quite happen. And so uh, these days, prophets come a dime a dozen. There are a few of them that are in our city. Uh, they, they, they make their money by, by renting out hotel rooms and and getting on the radio with phone calls and oh, the prophet of God is in town tonight. Oh, come see what the Lord will be. And so he fills that holiday in or that hills another Ramada in with a bunch of conference junkies 
who are looking for a word, and that's lazy mentality. It's, it's bad theology, and it's really thinking, 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 because the man of God, so 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 called, is only giving you what your product can get it if you read your own Bible. If you watch your own pastor on Zoom, if you go to your own Bible study, you'd have all the word that God has saints in you to have. But because you're lazy, because you Amen. won't read the because you won't follow your own pastor. You got to go from hotel to hotel, tent revival to tent revival, looking for some prophet to prophesy to you. And it may be emotional. It could be sensational. It might even be a little romanticism, but I'm not quite sure God is in that. I, I tell you who is in that. That man is in that because you're giving him a brand new car. You're giving him the nice new home. You're giving him the nice watch and the jewelry. And at the end of the day, it's a wonderful business plan that so many gullible and vulnerable saints buy into. But Elijah wasn't that type of barefoot prophet running around from bathroom to bathroom. This prophet was a real prophet, so much so when he came to town. You all remember in the Old Testament when Samuel would come to town, even Eli, before he took a bad turn, was a prophet of God. You, you, you knew that these prophets carried weight. And so he asked the question, what do you want God in so many words to do for you? Uh, the second question was simply this, and I'm almost finished. Uh, the prophet uh, asked a very interesting question. Woman, what do you have in your house? Uh, not Samuel L. Jackson, what do you have in your wallet? But woman, what do you have in your, wow, in your house? In other words, what is it? What is it that you have control over, that you have in your circle or sphere of influence? Uh, what leverages, points? Do you have what tools in the toolkit? What weapons in the weaponry do you have? And the woman got to thinking. Well, I, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm a woman. I'm a widow. Poor. I don't have a lot. All I got is some oil. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what I got going on in my life. I got some oil, right? Well, that might have seen nothing to her, but little becomes much when it's placed in the master's hand. It may not have seemed major to her, but all the man of God, all the prophet, in fact, all that the Lord needed was something that attached your faith to. May I submit to every one of you all tonight in my closing thoughts, what do you have in your home? What relationships, what resources, what talents, what skill sets? My uh, late spiritual father, Bishop Otis, like I said, many, many years, no man is poor, no man is broke who has an idea. You may have a temporary shortage of cash flow, but no man is broke who has an idea. What dreams, what vision, what values, what courage, what conviction, what deep, deep concerns do you have within? Because the woman thought all she had was some oil, but what she really had was an anointing. She had an authority and she now has access. So what was the response from the man of God? Listen. Go get all of the vessels, go get all of the, 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 the jars, go get all of the uh, things from your neighbors. If you've got a good relationship with your neighbor, partner with the labor. You got a good relationship with your business uh, uh, colleagues, go, go parlay some relationships. You got some influence with them, some other folk in your family, go cast the vision. My question every one of you on tonight is this, number one, what is it that you want God to do for you? We're in this pandemic, pseudo post pandemic, but what is it right now that you've lost in 2020? You're looking to reclaim in 2021. What is it that you feel like you've kind of missed out on? What is it right now that you'd like to see God? For some of us, it's restoration. For some of us, it's reconciliation with family members. Someone else's favor. Maybe it's faith. 
Maybe it's increase. Maybe it's, it's healing. Maybe it's breakthrough. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a, a, a new home. Maybe it's, I mean, you have to fill in the blank with that with my brothers and sisters. But then question number two, the question is, what do you have to work with? Do you have a smile? Do you have faith? Do you have optimism? Is there any hope left? Do you still have your dream? What about aspirations? What about networking? What about relationship? Resume, a bio, some friends, some help. What do you have that you can readily, easily put your hands on that could be part of the equation? We said this many, many years ago at City Church, it used to be Full Gospel Fellowship Church, somewhere between Full Gospel Fellowship and City Church, Huntersville today, one day City Church, Miami. Uh, let me say this to you. Um, everything you need is in the house. Everything you need is in the house. If you have nothing else, you have an idea. If you have nothing else, you'll have a dream. I shared with a colleague the other day something the late Miles Monroe said, the, the vision is the dream that won't leave you. You may want to write that down. The vision is the dream that won't leave you. There are some things that's been keeping you up late at night. There's some things that cause you to toss and turn at three and four or five in the morning. Your body's still tired, but your mind is racing. Could it be to you tonight that the vision is the dream that won't leave you? Here's what I'm, 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 I'm a firm believer in. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, when Mary and Joseph were on the backside of nowhere in Bethlehem, did you hear me tonight? And, 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 and when God spoke to the Magi and said, the baby's coming your way. Same thing with Elizabeth and Zacharias with John the Baptist. Do you not know that somewhere thousands of miles away, God, God was speaking to these wise shepherds to get on their camels and get ready to walk. When God was promising Mary and Joseph a baby, somewhere on the other side of the world, God was speaking to some, some magi and some shepherds to get their gifts ready, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and begin to go towards the star. And by that star at night, I will lead you to a place called Bethlehem. What are you saying, Pastor Stevens? You're in Charlotte tonight. You're in Concord tonight. You're in Huntersville tonight. You're in Mooresville. You're in South Charlotte. You're in Lancaster. You're in Rock Hill. Some of you on Facebook Live tonight, you're all over this country. And God's speaking to you right now in prayer and in Bible study. He's putting something in not only your heart, but in your spouse's heart. But somewhere clear around the world, God's speaking to some people about you. He's speaking to a committee, a team. Um, I like to tell the story about Oral Roberts University. I did my master's and my my, um, my uh, doctor degree there back in um, 2008, 2012, graduated 2012. I remember being on that campus when it was 40, 50, 60 million dollars in debt. I remember going where the grass was not manicured, the buildings were dilapidated. Um, you could see the stress wear on that entire campus. I heard the horror stories about the payroll checks not being paid, um, the personnel. Um, you could really feel that this was really, on top of that, there was this international criticism and people were the mockery and the funds and the man of faith and prayer towers and all that stuff. And interesting story is this. There was a man by the name of Mark Green, okay? 
I got I got to tell the story tonight. I got to tell. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a torture by faith tonight. There was a story about a man named Martin Green who God spoke to and said, I want you to give so many millions. I, I think it was like 50 million at one time or 35, 40 million. At the end of the day, it ended up being a $70 million gift to Oral Roberts. Now, what people don't know is Mark Green had no relationship to Oral Roberts University. He wasn't a board member. He wasn't a alumni, didn't have any kids there. He knew very little about that organization. But somewhere across wherever, God spoke to him about giving that money. And when he began to give that money, so many people came out of the woodworks and started matching that gift and matching that gift. To this day, Oral Roberts University, the campus is a whole different animal. It's a beautiful place. It has fully been restored, fully recovered. And it is now, again, one of the leading uh, spirit field universities in the world, not just in America. The world. I'm an adjunct professor there. I teach classes. I have a class next Thursday night after service there. Um, God is doing something for many of you all right now. And you don't know this, but he's already beginning to, to, to deposit and download and so many other people you may not even know you the miracle about oral roberts and mark green was and by the way mark green is the owner of hobby lobby if you ever know about hobby lobby that's the owner of hobby lobby he knew nothing about oral roberts but god spoke to him what are you saying tonight miracles are in motion miracles are coming your way while you're right where you're at tonight in fact when you're in the bed sleep someone is eight hours ahead of you and god's dealing with them someone's six hours behind you and god's speaking to them and it's just a matter before the two meet. It's a matter until you have a date with destiny. You have to receive that. You have to believe it, okay? I don't have to yes in to you. I don't have to say, come tie my bow tie, come ride my Honda. I don't have to do all of those shenanigans and theatrics to get you to hear the word of the Lord, okay? If I'm walking in the office of a prophet, if the anointing of prophecy is there, it's there. You just have to receive it by faith. And the prophecy people think is a bunch of foretelling. You know, I see your future. Well, no, that's fortune telling and that's palm reading and that's witchcraft and it's black magic. All right. But for, for the prophetic is something that resonates in your heart of what already is. A true prophetic word should already resonate something that is already there. I'm not going to tell you, you know, the Lord showed me you need to leave your wife and just take a journey uh, barefooted for three miles north. I, I don't think that's prophecy. I don't think prophecy is, hey, come here, sister. Yeah, the Lord say I say unto you, um, this time, two weeks from now, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, by the way, I need you to give this tonight and give that tonight or else the, the, the prophecy is exempt. I don't believe that's the will of God. But because, because we're lazy and we don't know our own Bible, we're suspect and vulnerable for anything that happened in our lives. And so this prophet was different. My two questions I close. What is it that you want God to do for you? Question number two, what do you have in the house? What do you have in your circle of influence? What resources, what relationships, what, what, what areas can you leverage? You know the rest of the story, my time is up. So the Bible says, verse three, that the man of God said, go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and don't gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you. I love that shut the door behind you part, because sometimes we need to shut the door of distraction behind us. You're sharing your dream with too many wrong people. You're sharing your vision with people who really don't care. You're trying to put a, a round peg in a square hole, trying to get people to see something that ain't really there. And, and if you're not careful, you'll be flattered by the fake celebrations and the fake applause that get you somewhere by yourself. So shut the door. Learn respectfully how to shut the door of distractors, deserters, and doubters. May I say that one more time? Learn how to shut the door on distractors, deserters, and doubters. 
Not everybody believes in your dream like you do. Not everybody sees the best for you, okay? We have a tendency to hear a large applause. And at the end of the day, there's only really one or two people really fanning the flame of your success. Be very careful of that. So the Bible says she went in, shut the door, did everything the man of God said do. Now it came to pass that every vessel that the woman who got presented got filled and another and another and another. So too what the Bible says in verse six, the oil ceased, the oil ceased. And then she came and told the man of God, and here's what I love the best and I'm finished. What did the man of God say? Go sell your oil and live off the rest. Go sell your oil and live off the rest. Uh, Sister Cagle, is it an interesting tonight that this woman went from being a certain woman who was poor, who had sons that were being taken slaves, who was a recent widow, and now she is a private enterprise business owner. Ain't that, ain't that something? How you can go write a bounce check and within six months, you are now a multimillionaire. Isn't it something how you could be three months away from being homeless? You could be 30 days away from not having a vehicle. And this time next year, you own a freaking car lot. I think it's amazing. Only God can put a miracle in your way to where literally you go from being broke, busted, and disgusted and can't be trusted to being a philanthropist. And heaven has only recorded the stories of men and women all over the world who, and we don't call them rags to riches. We don't say it's a lucky uh, opportunity. God ordained their steps. Mm -hmm. We just gotta be able to get through so we can go to. And if you can hang in there long enough, keep believing God, be encouraged, have faith, be the man, be the woman God wants to use. You can be that person. My time is up tonight, but I think about this woman, how blessed she must have been. Think about her sons. You don't think those sons grew up to be mighty men of God? Yeah, they saw daddy's influence, but they saw mama's faith. They saw daddy in the prophet of company of prophets, but they saw the woman who was a woman of faith and a woman of God. My encouragement to every one of you tonight is that you walk by faith, not by sight. Answer those two important questions. What is, it, what, what is it that I need God to do for me? What do I have in my control that I can give back to God? Would you give God something? Give him some time to work with. Give him tools to use. Give him a faith that God will be well pleased.